you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, you guys. Welcome to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. Happy to be here with you in this newer year of 2024. It's going well so far, and I hope you are off to a great start wherever you're at in your day. I am so grateful that we get to talk together today about how to grow closer with the Enneagram and marriage. I think that that's the number one question I get from people who are looking to change their relationship. They want to know what can we do to feel healthier together and to feel our relationship chemistry again. Because as we know, after that honeymoon season of a relationship, often people start doubting their love story. And so thousands of us here through this podcast and the offer we have have rekindled our love through the Enneagram and marriage, and of course, a myriad of other spaces and places before, after, during this time too. So I welcome you to this podcast and today to this special journey where I'm going to walk you through some really great steps for doing this in your relationship, whether you've been a longtime listener and friend here, or if you are just getting started out. So at the end, I'm also going to talk about my course for those who just need that personal touch to spend time together with others on that journey of really wanting to embark Uh, across the pages of your love through my book, The Enneagram and Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together in Your Unique Pairing. So we'll talk about that too. But I'm so glad we can just take that pulled back look and say, how do we grow closer through the Enneagram together? So first and foremost, I want to help you to understand that one of the most important basic steps you can take to growing through the Enneagram is to know yourself, right? Descartes, I think, therefore I am. And it's no different here if you're not thinking about yourself. And I don't mean that in this exclusive way, like you're not thinking of others, But I do mean it in the way that if you're not considering who you are and you're only looking at your spouse, you're going to be missing out on some huge opportunities for growth this year and beyond. So I really want you to do that thinking. um, And I also want to really help you to allow yourself to look at your type closely. So you may have done this recently. And if you have or haven't, I'm going to refer you to my enneagramandmarriage.com website so you can make sure you get right on that freebie that I have for you, your typing guide. And if you're already on the email list and you're wondering, how do I get it? Then you can go to the freebies page. Or if you're new, then just right away, you can sign up and get that freebie as you sign up for the email list for the first time. So that will allow you to look at yourself as a refresher or the first time and say, What's going on inside me? Uh, And you might not know your type. And so that might even be a deduction for you too. Like, ooh, I'm learning to think about who I am and maybe discover or rediscover my type in a new way. Many of us took a test actually at the beginning of our Enneagram work or even later down the road and discovered that we thought we were this or that type 
But when you read through my typing document, you'll see that I try to hit the deeper places with you. So I'm asking what makes you feel safe? How do you feel like you give out love? And all these ways of knowing yourself. And that's the first step in knowing how you work and how you are wired so that when you're coming towards your spouse, you have this self-awareness and you're not asking for them to do your work for you. A lot of times that's what kind of comes to my door when people are doing their work with me as couples is somebody saying to their spouse, like, you aren't making me feel safe. And some of that we can work on. Some of that is your journey to do, most of it, in fact. So I always am trying to empower individuals to do their work. And some of my clients are just individuals for that very reason. Um, But I also want to emphasize the self-discovery. You can share it with your spouse if they're willing. You can say, oh, I'm just rediscovering a bit more details and nuance about myself. I'm remembering some of my triggers. I'm learning some of my strengths, some of my gifts, and some of the ways that I feel safe. And I'm just doing this typing guide again. It's free and you can just grab that, like I said, at my website. But you might even be doing that right now. So I'm going to give you a moment to just reflect on that right now yourself. Either way, just what makes you feel so safe? What makes you feel so good? And allow yourself to sit with that question. And you might even have some love languages or Trudy's love styles rolling through your head right now. That's okay too. But allow yourself that moment to ask, what makes you feel safe? And now here's another caveat. Before we get into your relationship together to grow closer, I'm going to help you to feel better about yourself. I'm going to ask you to allow yourself to start setting the boundaries you need to make sure you feel that safety that you require in that particular way. So it might be that you're like, oh, I feel like I'm a two and all I do is give. And so I want my spouse to do that work for me to give for me. And you might start to get manipulative with them for that reason. And instead, I want you to take a moment and say, okay, as a two, if I feel like I'm giving so much in order to find love, How about I begin to honor myself and love myself and set the boundaries with others that I need so that I can get the rest I need and that will start you off on the right foot this new year with your partner too because whatever your type, whatever your vice, and you can see them all in my freebie, you will find that part of you that is looking for your spouse to meet it. I know for me, it's this excess of, I need more. I need something else. And I can't, uh, Wes couldn't even do that if he tried. So I have to take ownership for that and say, I know that about myself and I have to allow rest into my life. And I have to allow boundaries in so that I don't just keep doing more and more. And for me, it would be creative, intellectual opportunities. Whereas a two, it might be, time together with somebody. And so I think that we all have to do our own work wherever we land. And and of course, others of you, it's not that at all. It's more, I just want my introvert time and I just want to feel safe and cozy. And I just want to make sure that I'm achieving. And, and all of that is okay because that's your gift. 
But it all has also this flip side cautionary tale to say like, hey, your coziness is good, but it's not the only thing. Or, you know, you're achieving or your safety is important, but so is other people's safety. And so is other people's achieving and being heard. And so we have to allow ourselves to reconcile with who we are and some of our own work to do before we demand or require our spouses to do anything. In fact, I'm going to challenge you not to require anything of your spouse other than loving you because I think that, of course, each of your spouses or partners will do that in their own way. When you can't control them or require anything of them, you have to set your own boundaries and take care of you. You're an adult and it'll be a part of your work to invite each other to be part of that inner inner work together and attachment bonding. That's very important to marriage. But even more important is that you don't lay all of your burdens on your spouse, that you understand who you are and that you're doing your work. So that is the first step. And thankfully, it involves boundary setting. So you don't have to feel like you're doing all this hard work without balance because I'm inviting you into doing this work with grace and with balance so that you can say to yourself, I know I struggle with this or that issue. I know that I also have this or that gift. And here's how I'm choosing to bring new rhythms of safety and health and love and goodness into my life this year. And so take some time to just write that out for yourself. What am I doing to find my way back to who I need to be when I'm healthy? And for a lot of you, that's going to be involving the instincts. And I always come back to instincts because when you get your proper self-care and you have your home maintenance and your safety on a, in a schedule and financial, everything peaceful at this basic security level, you often realize now I can do my relationships with health. Whereas if you don't have any of that going, it's very chaotic. It's like, take care of me, but I'm not even taking care of me. And I don't even have sleep or any kind of wellness. And I'm desperate now. I'm clinging to you. I just watched a funny meme of a self-prez baby. It was, of course, just a joke, but it was a baby grabbing for a popsicle. And the baby was really desperate and like absolutely grabbing after it. And it reminded me of one of my kids when they were little. And I was like, oh, that's a great illustration when somebody is not getting their self-care, um, how they grab at somebody else and try for somebody else to take care of them. And that's not attractive because our spouse wants to know that we're adult. They may appreciate the id portion, that child portion of our brains at times, but most of the time they, marry, they need to know they married an adult who's able to reflect and to self-discover and do their own work and to tell their partner about doing their own work. That's huge. That's beautiful. So I want you to hold that and hold your boundaries too so nobody's walking all over you. I have to do that sometimes on our Enneagram and Marriage Instagram. People are by and large absolutely so kind. Um, but this week, somebody was just, a couple of people were so rude after we poured our hearts out. And Hannah and I were just like, oh my gosh, we had literally tried to make sure that everyone felt so loved and seen and somebody was like so shaming. And I was like, wow, I'm just going to let you sit with that for a little while. And um, then I was like, you know what? I'm not sitting with this for any longer. And I deleted the comments and I was like, you know what? Like 
I think you hopefully felt loved, but it sounds like you didn't. And so we're going to push that comment away because you are a very cruel person in this moment. And so I think that sometimes you do have to do boundary setting, which allows you to really feel and express and even set that tone with your spouse or whoever it is in your life. In this case, obviously it was a stranger, so it wasn't as stressful, but just to be able to say, I have noted that my my life has been touched negatively by somebody and I have to take a step back, a boundary. I have to understand that it's not my job to fix everything or everyone in this world, even though so much of me is like, I've got to fix people. I want to fix people. And, and just to be able to say, no, I have to leave that to God. That's actually my type to work to like, that's God's job. I don't have to do that. Hannah doesn't have to do that. Um, you don't have to do that, but you do have to do uh, what you feel called to do and what is yours to do. And so that part of it, we know, is loving your spouse. And to do that, we want you to have your self-discovery and allow yourself to get regulated in that self-pres instinct. Another word for getting regulated is to self-soothe so that you know, and self-soothing is part of the whole journey of marriage growth and closeness, because um, most of the time when people are dysregulated in their marriage, it's because they're doing that thing where they're asking their spouse to do everything and become everything to them. So it's extremely important that you take this self-pres instinct and say, okay, we're all surviving. We're all trying to just make it in the world. Where am I showing up in a way that is grabby insistent, maybe has no boundaries, maybe I'm pushing too hard or pushing against too much or withdrawing so much. We just did that attachment episode. When is that firefighter running in to save everybody? When can you just say, you know what? Like I've done a good job today and I'm going to rest and I'm going to allow for myself to just take some time to be at peace so that when you come together with your spouse, you have something to give in that sexual instinct. And so that is the next piece to remember is now that I have reminded you how desperately you need boundaries and self-soothing and self-care. And you don't have to feel guilty for that. We're not staying there all day. We're just making sure we are reuptaked and that our glass is not empty. Um, but to be able to say, now I'm going to spend time attracting my spouse. Now I'm going to spend time telling my spouse what it is I want that's reasonable to ask. This is a good space because I'll be honest, our spouses want, deserve, and need to know where our hearts are at. They need to know what's going on under the surface. If we've had a bad day or if we would really love a date or if we would really love a special adventure, they need to know if we would love a walk and talk, even something simple like that or a plan ahead for the next week so that you guys have something to look forward to together. Your spouse needs to know that you want to grow closer. And that may seem like such an obvious statement, but I'll be honest, a lot of the time, spouses are spending literally 15 minutes a day by some accounts together, and that's it. And so just allowing yourself to talk together is great. Allowing yourself to plan, to dream, to share your hopes together. This is huge. So that's your next step in growing closer aside from your self-regulation is to allow in space for dreaming and connecting. 
and to create safe spaces for doing that, which of course required that first step that we talked about. So make sure that you take some time to allow your spouse also to share what they would like to do. And probably there's things you like to do, things they like to do. So you've got to find some things you both like doing and talking about. An easy date that we often enjoy together is a bookstore date because we both enjoy books. We both enjoy learning and we can talk about what we learned, grab a quick coffee. That's wonderful. Maybe a walk and talk too if you need to get some excess energy out or you just love that invigoration. So allow yourself some of that space to connect and don't let yourselves fall into that guys that you don't need to because this is just a stage with kids and they need you full time. I know they need you full time, but your spouse needs you too and you need them. You need adult time so that it's not just about the kids. So I want to encourage you because many of our listeners are here thinking about those stages like little kid years or older kid years and work years and those are all important things, but coming together and connecting. And you also heard Scott Kadersha say, praying. I've spent some time this week praying over Wes, and that's been important. He got some blood work back, and at first it was sketchy, and then he got it again, and it was fine. Um, and it just felt like it was that space of allowing uh, some time for praise versus just keep moving forward and not caring. And um, of course, he'll have to do continued exploring about sleep issues as they come up. But just to sit with your spouse in the vulnerable spaces is part of growing closer together versus like, oh, I don't want to talk about anything uncomfortable. I don't want to be intimate. If you don't want to talk about things that are uncomfortable or be intimate, then you can't grow closer together. I was just actually uh, enjoying uh, thinking about that, how when we are really trusting each other, it's because we're going through something and we're holding space for each other to go through it versus like, everything's good. We don't talk about that. It's so cool when we can instead say, you know what, like, how's life for you lately? What can I walk you through? What are some things that have been heavy on your heart lately? And also, as I said, here in this space, sharing your dreams so that you don't forget that. Now, I also want to share something that's very powerful that I kind of work with my own systems, and you'll have to do the same with yours. I'm not a highly social person, so I don't like to just go to groups and say like, hey, let's, you know, go to a 20-person Bible study and then have, uh, you know, a time where I spill my whole heart. But I do love doing that with my friends that are close. And that's very social. It's not just the social instinct to be with groups. Um, And I have been with groups a lot over the holiday and have had some really good times. But often, even in those groups, you'll see me head, and I think you too probably, most of us, where we head into smaller corners of that group and we talk a little bit with, uh, you know, everybody for a little while. And then we come into some one-to-one conversations or triad conversations and we allow these deeper conversations with others 
to expand our own relationships because we're learning socially all the time. How do other couples do things? What are they walking through that's similar to us? And what can I share with my friends that they can hold me accountable to? I know my dear friend Stacy is probably coming in March. Stacy, if you're listening, I can't wait. Uh, one thing I told her was we leave all these boxers and I just left her a boxer today. I left my friend Carla a Marco Polo because she's a heart type who needs to see. And uh, I said, Stacy, there's things that I want to say that I don't want recorded also. So I can't wait to see you socially. And that was funny because we saw each other when I went to Michigan at Thanksgiving, but it was so busy with that social that it never even crossed my mind. We were bowling with all my nieces and nephews. So we talked about some deep things, but it wasn't super deep. It wasn't this kind of closeness that you can get when you're really investing in relationships that will help your own relationship to grow. And when I say your own relationship, I mean, we talk about marriage stuff and we allow ourselves to really have safe spaces to do that work that will help Wes and I to do better. And I hope you do that with your friends. I hope you do that with me and our course that I'll talk about in a little while if you need some extra care. But I really want you to know there are people and places which are worth investing in for you to do that. Because I know that you're probably like, I have to get work done. I have to take care of those kids. But like I said, you are worthy. And if you're giving almost nothing to your family, friends, socially, and expecting that you'll feel good in your relationship, it's never going to happen. But on the other hand, if you're like, I'm committed to setting the boundaries I need and to walking through those with self-soothing. I'm committed to opening up intimate conversations with my spouse, even though it might always be fun. I'm committed to dreaming and planning adventures. And I'm also committed to expanding myself in my particular route and way socially to allow myself to learn and to grow with friendship with people who can hold me up to the standards that I know I have for myself. This is good stuff. Also, just holding space with you as you walk through something. Wes and I walk something through something so big over the last few months, especially the summer, but even through the fall and winter. And I was sharing with Carla, like, it's been so beautiful to walk through it, but to have her bear witness to it is a whole other level. Um, and also my friend Elisa and I, we have a meeting every two weeks over Zoom, and we were talking about that too. And she cries almost every time we've been praying lately. And it has been such a gift to me to see the heart of my friends who love me and are holding oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry just holding love out for the work I'm doing to make sure that we're healthy. It gives me so much courage. And maybe you don't have friendships like that. But to be honest, I know they're out there waiting for you because if you're listening here, you're a really kind person who wants to grow because nobody else, let's face it, is going to listen to this podcast except for kind people who want to grow. So you're going to find people like that too. And make sure you join my class or our collective or get involved in EM in some way if you want to meet other people like that, because the truth is they're out there. And so I just wanted to encourage you to say, I'm proud of you, to say, as you do this new year, take something from today's episode and wear it, wear it well, wear it beautifully, and know that you're going to emerge so brightly, so much more 
fully and refined. I think about that refiner's fire walking through it and really coming out with just such clarity when we put on this kind of growth together. And for those who want to do that work together with me, make sure you do join me. We're starting up this Thursday, if you're listening live, January 11th, 2024, and I'll keep it on evergreen if you're listening later. But we're going to have some live time together walking through the pages of your love story and my book, The Enneagram and Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together in Your Unique Pairing, so that I can walk you through conflict styles and instincts and each of these faces of the types so that you can come away with clarity about how do we really do this work together? I know what our types are. I know I even have some insight, but how do we walk from feeling distant? to feeling close and connected. So we're going to do that and we're going to do that together. So I hope you'll join me. And if you want $100 off, use the code 100 at the link in the show notes too. But I'm grateful for this time with you today. I look forward to getting to meet those of you who joined the course and also this Wednesday's episode. We have a very special couple on. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as Enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.